In this podcast, the Ontario Medical Association looks at current health issues that are on everyone's mind. Spotlight on Health gives you the straight talk. We're Ontario's doctors and your health matters to us. This episode is all about cannabis edibles. My name is Dr. Marnie Brooks. I have been practicing in the area of cannabinoid medicine for about six years. I treat a variety of conditions, ranging from neurological to rheumatological to palliative. And I also educate physicians on how to practice in the area of cannabinoid medicine, as well as the public. My name is Dr. Taylor Lougheed. I'm a physician practicing in Ottawa at the present time, and I do a combination of family medicine, emergency medicine, sports medicine, and cannabinoid medicine. So that combination allows me to have a bit of a unique perspective in terms of where medical cannabis or recreational cannabis may play a role in our public health system and some of the concerns that we sometimes see in other aspects of our health system, and particularly the emergency department, about use or misuse. I think it's important to first reflect on what is cannabis in as much as there's sometimes an assumption that cannabis is cannabis is cannabis. And so if you were to have one particular strain, it would have the same uses or the same risks as another strain. And that's that's not entirely true. There are always safety concerns with cannabis that we should always keep in mind. When it comes to edibles, and we really do need to know what the risks are. We have to remember that there's a couple of factors to keep in mind. One is THC levels, and the other is how we ingest cannabis. And oral ingestion has a very delayed effect, about 90 minutes, whereby if somebody is using it and they take a high THC edible and decide after a few minutes that it's not doing anything, they may run into trouble by taking too much and then it will all hit them at once. If someone has accidentally ingested something that they felt was a food item that didn't have cannabis uh, chemicals in it and they've ingested that, uh, that could cause them to be quite alarmed. They may have unexpected effects and feel quite anxious or unwell. Prior to the legalization of edible products, there was a big interest in edibles and, and because they weren't legal, a lot of people were using dried herbal cannabis or the oils and then working on baking products or creating products at home. And sometimes there's really two factors at play. One is the unexpected effects of an edible product because of the delay they may end up having a bit more than they expected and the other is frankly some people aren't very good at baking or creating things in the kitchen so there's multiple factors that might impact them having an unexpected effect from from the cannabis. It's also important to know that the flour or herb or dried cannabis and the oils and capsules and edibles can all come in different combinations of CBD, THC, cannabinoids and non-cannabinoids. So each one will have a different effect and each one will have a different effect on every person. The good news about the edibles that are becoming legal is they will be implemented as safely as possible. What that means is each bag of however many gummies, for example, will be quite a small THC dosage overall total. This will limit the risks of toxicity impairment, unexpected effects of THC that will come later, as I mentioned earlier, around 90 minutes. And then the other issue is that it stays in your system a very long time when you use cannabis orally because the way it's metabolized, whereas if you inhale cannabis, you get an almost immediate effect within minutes, but it only lasts about a couple of hours. So again, it really depends on what you are trying to achieve 
what effect, what condition you're treating that determines which is the best approach. We've seen an increase in people presenting to the emergency department over the last several years, even prior to legalization, and it's often people with an overwhelming reaction, typically to a more potent form of THC than they were expecting. They may come in feeling very anxious, having panic attacks. Some of the cases that stick with me a bit more closely are the ones of unintended uh, ingestion, and this is where someone would have been at a friend's house or, or even a family member's house, and they identified something that to them looked like a food object, but it was actually a food object that had cannabis chemicals in it with THC, and they ingested that and in the same quantity that they would have ingested a snack food. And so they would have had several cookies worth, for example, but these were quote-unquote pot cookies, and they ended up with uh, you know, a very significant unintended uh, reaction. They felt very overwhelmed, and it was a very scary experience for them, and it does take a bit of detective work for us to uh, realize that this isn't necessarily a serious intoxication, but it can be very overwhelming and scary for that patient and then often it, it can take several hours for them to start to feel better. I always discourage all black market purchasing. This has nothing to do with me being in the pocket of any licensed producer or pharma or anything like that. Even if they use recreationally or medically, all of it is coming from Health Canada approved licensed producers that are regulated. And that's the only way to be guaranteed that what you are hoping to get is what you are actually getting versus in the black market whereby anybody can put anything on a label and call it anything because there's no regulating body ensuring honesty, transparency, and everything that we deserve and require for safety. I think it's a wise practice really from any medication standpoint or recreational standpoint is to start with a lower dose of any substance that you're trying and that gives you time to reflect on the potential negative effects as well as the potential positive effects that you might feel. If we start with a much higher dose then there's an increased risk of someone having a negative effect and then unfortunately potentially having that negative effect for several hours. From an inhaled standpoint that may be anywhere from four to six hours and from an ingested standpoint it could be six up to twelve hours in some cases. And so starting with a lower dose gives us much more control. We can always add a bit more if required, but it's much harder to take anything away. In medicine, we use an expression that we like called start low and go slow. I would give the same advice to people who are experimenting with cannabis, recreational cannabis. They should always start with the smallest amount, wait 90 minutes, and see how they're feeling before they decide to use any more. I think one of the biggest things we advise patients when they're considering using something like THC in a cannabis product is that there can be additive effects when they're taking other certain medications or if they're taking other substances like alcohol. So both cannabis uh, products like THC and alcohol, as well as medications that may be prescribed such as benzodiazepines, opioids, things like that, can cause increased sedation and impairment. And they can have, at times, very significant additive effects where someone may be far more impaired or far more sleepy than they would have expected from taking only one of those substances at a time. I think it's important that people go into a cannabis experience reflecting on what type of effects they're hoping to get, as well as being aware of the types of effects that they may not want to get, but some people may experience. And so while it's true that many people tolerate cannabis very well, some people may find it makes them feel relaxed or happy or social, some people do feel very anxious and feel very alarmed by that. And I think it's important for people to reflect on what they're experiencing so they can identify some of the early signs of a reaction that is 
potentially unpleasant and they may require some support with from friends or family. I also think it's important for them to set some limits when they're starting a, a new substance like cannabis or any recreational substance. I think it's important for them to think about the type of dosing limits they want to set for themselves and be aware of the time frame for when those effects might come on. So start with a lower dose, be a bit patient in terms of what the effects may be. And I think those would be the, the safest types of uh, advice for many people thinking about engaging in cannabis. What does THC do? What are the potential side effects? Those sorts of things are very important for the public to understand if they are going to experiment with recreational cannabis. This podcast is brought to you by the Ontario Medical Association. It is produced and edited by Jody Crawford Productions. This podcast is not intended to provide medical advice for specific situations and is for general educational purposes only. Please consult your doctor if you have symptoms or questions about your health.